Hello everyone, it is your host, Aaron Karanos, once again with the main man, Christian Tershikis. How you doing, bro? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. good Just man. enjoying the day so far. We are back again with our second episode. A lot happened this weekend, and we're just going to jump straight into it and just dissect these games. First off was Serie A, Roma versus Juventus. Very interesting game. Finished 2-0. Ronaldo scoring after his 36th birthday, you know, having a really good game. He really did a lot of good things in that game, and, you know, I'm just... Juve's looking sharp again. They game in hand. They're five, what, five points? It's five points ahead, five points below... Uh, AC Milan in top of the table. You know, I think they're looking very solid for where they're at right now. Yeah, they're looking good, buddy. Um, you know, you've, uh, you know, Juventus obviously has Ronaldo, so he's always the difference maker um, out of all the players they have. Started off pretty good. Ronaldo, as you said, scored on his 36th birthday. Scored a weird goal, actually. Um, it was kind of a banger, but... Yeah, I, I didn't know what, you know... It looks so weird because he stopped it with his right foot, but then, like, he pivoted. On like his left foot, which as a forward, being myself, that's extremely hard to do. Oh, like yeah. that was just like all hip rotation, and this man's thirty six, and he has better hips than me. <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, Jesus, that was that was a really good goal. Um, yeah, not Roma didn't really do much in that game. I'm sort of shocked. Yeah, Roma didn't play too well. Um, they created some chances, but again, no, nothing too dangerous. They looked okay. Not really threatening. You know, Juventus obviously the better team. And they actually, with this win, jumped over top of Roma. And now they're sitting in third place. Yeah. It's with gonna the be, game in hand, hand, like you said. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, there's going to be some big games coming up in the weekend as well. With Juve facing Napoli this weekend. Which, that's for, you know, Thursday's episode. We were talking about our predictions and that. But that's for another time. But it's going to be... Juve, they're looking sharp. Going in the Champions League starting in a couple weeks. They're looking like... The typical Juve that we always, always, you know, see. Um, the second goal was an own goal. Um, <laughs> it was good build-up play, not going to lie. Like, between their right back and the right wing, that was very good build-up play. And um, it was the youngster, Ukrainian. Was yeah, Kuluchevsky. Kuluchevsky. Yeah. He's on the wall. that's how you say it. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, don't, I haven't looked up him, but I haven't looked him up or seen any of his highlights. Um, they just signed him, I think, this, this year, right? Uh, yeah, from the games that I've seen, too, he has been playing pretty well. Um, you know, obviously young, but he looks threatening whenever he gets the ball. Always creates good chances. And, you know, that's exactly what happened. He plays the ball across the box, which we think Ronaldo's going to easily tap it in. But, unfortunately, the Roma defender, Ibanez, you know, ends up tapping it into his own goal. Yeah. Um, you know, Juventus go up 2-0, and that was pretty much it, you know. Yeah, that game, there wasn't, at the end, there wasn't really much that happened. It was just those two champions that Juve right. just capitalized. Right. And, yeah, Juve was just a better team. I yeah, think. I think so. And I think, uh, you know, given that they have, that they're five points behind Inter, um, they're seven behind AC Milan with the game in hand. Um, if Inter and AC Milan don't, you know, don't look out and, and keep getting those points, Juventus might, you know, come back and and make it tough for them. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, AC's looking hot. They're looking dynamic. Um Ibrahimovic doesn't look like he's getting any any older. He's looking like still the same Ibra that we uh, we low and love. Um, but yeah, that actually goes into our next game, which is AC Milan versus who they face? Uh, Crotona. Crotona. I've never heard of that team in my life. Yeah, they got promoted this year. <laughs> yeah, not, not too good. They're they're, they're pretty crappy. To be yeah, because I was I was like I was like what? I looked at the I was like on my phone looking at like 
who like Syria was playing, and I see like AC Milan versus. I was like, who the hell is this team? Yeah, I like clicked on all the other position. They're like near the bottom of the table. Oh, yeah, man. they're not doing too hot. Um, and like you said, Zlatan just gets better with age, man. He's like wine. It's crazy. He's uh he had a brace. Um, ended up scoring his 500th goal uh, for club, which is impressive. Dude's almost 40, and he's out here. Doesn't look like he's slowing down. And I hope he doesn't. I hope he does sign a an extension with ACs. You know, it looks like they're gonna finish. In the top of the table, and I'd love to see him in the Champions League do some great things. Yeah, I would love to see him play, you know, at the top of the game. I mean, he's been playing at the top of his game for like how it's been what ever since it was nineteen. He's been he's he feels like he's the same player. He evolves this. He's like the same player as he was when he was nineteen. Right. Same, you know, flexibility. Same style that you're gonna get every single time you have Ebro on the field. It's crazy because I've never seen anyone like that. Right. And when he went to Galaxy, you know. I thought I was like, okay, he's going to slow down. He's probably going to retire soon. Ends up signing again with AC Milan. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, it's probably not going to be the the greatest signing Milan's done. But proved me wrong. He's been balling. <laughs> to be honest, I thought um, I thought it was going to be like David Beckham. Like David Beckham, how he went to AC, and then he went to PSG to finish off his career. I thought, you know, he went to LA Galaxy, went to AC, got a little money, and then went to PSG, played like a season, and then ended. But it looks like this man's playing until he's at least like 41 i can see like a couple more years in him right and you know it's just crazy how the longevity of his career has been like this because right. if you look at from when he first started ajax and he went to barca and inter he's been all over the place he's been yeah. inter ac psg juventus as well. juventus <laughs> um uh, Man United, LA Galaxy. He's the best been, team out of all have been LA Galaxy, for sure. His best performance. <laughs> I agree. His best... I mean, hell. I mean, he's facing Americans, bro. He's yeah. like... He's like... These are amateurs compared to the defenders he faced over there. Right. And he told him uh, after he left uh, Galaxy and was heading to AC, he said, All right, I've done my work. Go back to watching baseball. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> Yo, he was just like... You know, that's what one thing Americans get at baseball. I, mean, I love that too from Zatino. He's such a character, you know. He super cocky, but I I love it, you know, because he backs it up. Yeah, as a forward, you gotta back up everything you say, you know. Right. Just crazy, but still, after all this time, he still can back it up and still put in goals, and it's just impressive. All right, next game it is Florentina versus Inter. Inter won two 0 convincingly. You know, um, good game from Inter. Uh, you know they probably dominated the game you know they obviously you know two nil impressive performance by the whole team you know they did well yeah um who um who definitely caught my eye was alexi sanchez um i thought he had a great game he had an assist on Barella's goal and he ended up you know giving a perfect through ball to hakimi in the second goal who ends up uh you know playing it across the box for an easy tap in for petty uh, i think it's a good game for him gives him confidence going into the Coppa italia second leg against juventus um, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very good game. Um, any predictions for that game? Because that's happening today uh, as we record this episode. This is gonna be you know interesting game. And it did zero 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 zero. No, they yeah. two one two one two one Juventus. I was thinking about uh, Napoli Atalanta, <laughs> but no two one. Um, it's gonna be at Juventus. It's gonna be it's in Turin. It's yeah. in Turin. It's in Turin. Yeah, like we said last week, it's in Turin. Um. Personally, I think it's going to be 1-0. I think it's going to be 1-0 Juve. 
We'll know you then. Okay, that's a good question. With Ronaldo, I don't think Ronaldo's going to score. I think Ronaldo's probably going to score like a penalty okay. or, you know, a driven ball across the goal. Like right. what we saw um, on uh, Saturday when they faced Roma. For sure. Yeah, that's a good prediction. Um, what do I think? All right, let's make things interesting. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say 2-1. Inter comes back. They tie it up. Um, goes into overtime. And then I'm going to say Ronaldo scores. Really? You I'm going to say it's going to end 2-2. But with that extra goal, I'm going to say Juventus is going to advance. And get um, the best of, uh, best of Inter. That's going to be interesting. You know, I think... Roma, Inter is a good team. Inter, they have... I mean, Alexis Sanchez obviously having that confidence. We know we're Barca fans. We've seen him at Barcelona. We know what he's capable of. Right. But personally, I just think it's the weapons around him. You know, if Lutaro Martinez can be informed, for sure. Um, Lukaku, who obviously is not playing, but if he was there, you know, Barella, um, Politano, all those youngsters that they have in Inter, can they step it up again when, you know, your back's against the wall? When you have to go the extra step right. and get to that? Because um, you're facing probably the best one of the best teams in form um in europe right now so you got to be able to match or exceed right what they have and i hope they do that because you know obviously from behind um i hope they just you know throw everything forward and just start going not crazy but you know obviously you have to do well defensively but i just want them to be more more ambitious and uh you know i think they're gonna get some good chances and hopefully Whoever's in today, um, in those attacking positions, can can go ahead and capitalize those chances. Yeah, I agree on that. I definitely agree on that. All right, so now we're gonna switch the tone. Switch the tone. We're gonna talk about La Liga. A lot of stuff happened this weekend. Real Madrid win two one against who is it? Huesca. 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 A newly promoted team, right. I assume. So two one. Rafa Varane scoring two goals, but. It wasn't a very convincing performance for Madrid, for me personally. You know, you have all these attacking threats, and yet you have to rely on your defender to score your goals. Like, um, Sergio Ramos is out for a month. Right. He's out for four to six weeks. Yeah, he has to get surgery, right? Mm-hmm. Was it for I, his ankle? Is that what it is? Or his knee? Some Something. ankle or knee, one of those two. Yeah, I forget. Um, you have Hazard, another thigh injury, out for four to six weeks. Yeah. You know, he, you know, you, you, and then Benzema, who's, wasn't in the starting, was he in the starting lineup this year? Uh, He was, yeah, yeah. He was, but he didn't score. Uh, Benzema, so, he created a lot of chances, man, but he just couldn't put any away. Mm -hmm. I want to say, you know, I was watching it, and I want to say he at least had nine chances that were, that were good scoring opportunities. He literally, (laughs) in the second half, he was on the six. The goalie had just made a save, or I think his defender saves. Um, the shot, the goalie dives, you know, because the ball's going towards him. The goalie then gets up, bends him up from the six-yard box, bro, just strikes it as hard as he can, comes off the keeper's chest, and I thought the goalie was dead, bro. I thought bad. <laughs> like, he nearly killed him. <laughs> I mean, hey, we, we, we've both been on the end of that. You know, we all, we both know how it feels. You know, oh, getting kicked it. Get, I mean, hey, I would, I hate, from right. the, bla- like, getting blasted with a soccer ball, man, it's not the best feeling. Bro, it's a couple inches uh, lower. Oh my God! Yo, you would been, my man would have you know been gasping for air. Facts. He would have been knocked down on the floor. Freaking, my man would have needed a needed a you know be out be carried off with a stretcher. Right. Even like take this man off the right. And one of the reasons why I think it wasn't a convincing game was that Cuesca actually had opportunities to win this game. Yeah, uh, they hit the crossbar twice. 
I think it was early on within the first five minutes they had two uh, two chances, not clear cut chances, but you know, obviously made it made it tough on their defense and you know had two chan- two chances could have gone up with either one of those and then um, as soon as the second half started uh, they hit the crossbar and then uh, Javi Galan oh my god he hits a screamer um, mm-hmm, Shinji Yogasaki finds him it's it's from a counter attack and play he's going down the right flank he sees Javi Galan on the left on the left hand side plays a ball across. Takes a good touch uh, to get it out of his feet, and then just strikes it home. Uh, kisses off the inside of the post, goes in, absolute banger. Oh, it was, yeah, it was yeah, it was, that was a fire goal. I, I saw that. I was like, damn. Yeah. You know, Real Madrid can't do. You can't do nothing about that. Right. But the thing is, like Madrid, I don't know what's going on with them. They're they're rocky this year. They they don't seem like the Madrid of old, where it's like yeah. you're gonna get asserted domination. Like you're right. gonna get dom- like like these easy teams. We're gonna dominate you. We're not gonna give you a chance, and we're not gonna you know mess around they, they seem like they're very you know reserved at times they don't see like they have that presence anymore right and it's funny because even when you look at the squad you know attacking wise it, it's obviously not the not the madrid of like di maria Bale, ronaldo but you still got uh you know Modric, casemiro cruz in the midfield you got Mendy, Nacho, Varane, Odriozola in the in the back line. Vinicius, Benzema, Asensio attacking. On paper, they're a much much better team than Huesca, and Huesca with the players that they have shouldn't have made it tough for them. Yeah. And the fact that you know you have all those, those all those players in there, and the ones and the players that scores for you scores a brace is Varane, who's your center back. I, Again, I just don't think it's convincing when you're facing the last place team of La Liga. And obviously, you have important games coming up, and you've got Champions League. Like, if they don't get things, you know, their things together, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough on them. Exactly, exactly. A lot of a lot of teams, um, you know, aren't in the run of form right now that they have to be in. But you know, Madrid, they gotta get stuff. Sedan has to figure something out with his starting lineup. Um, Vinicius, he missed a wide open sitter in the mid beginning of the game when he tried to shift the keep. Yeah. He was one on one with the cheap with the keeper, tries to chip it and it went it didn't even hit the net, it was off target. So you they had chances, they just you know, you have to have better attacking presence whenever you face these lower rank these lower teams, these lower division teams. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the things that made me laugh too with this game was <laughs> was Rafa Varane's first goal. Um, <laughs> it was a great free kick by Benzema, but it strikes off the crossbar, goes at least twenty to thirty yards up in the air, stays in play, and then you know, Varane's the tallest guy on the field, so he falls right in front of him, barely heads it in. How tall is how tall is Robert? My man's like six foot, six foot something, six foot. Oh yeah, he's definitely over six foot. I'd say six three. I have to check up on that, but it was funny because you see all the Huesca players when or all like the players that are lining up, you know, and the free kick went for a rebound, and Varane is just towering over everyone else. <laughs> you just see him just like. You know, looking down on them, freaking like I mean, most of them are Spanish players, and Spanish oh, players yeah. are tradition. They're like five foot ten. Brown's like six, like six foot four. Right. Just like looking down on him, he's like, uh, easy tapping, <laughs> right? Just, exactly, easy just ping. All right, next up, another big game that happened in La Liga was Sevilla versus Hatafe. Sevilla dominant three 0 over Hatafe. Yes, sir. Um, any thoughts on that? Uh yeah. So that game was a little bit strange. Uh, all the action really came in the second half. Um, and unfortunately, the, one of the first things that happened in the second half was Lucas Ocampos goes out with an ankle injury. Uh, he gets stomped on brutally by uh, Denier, and he gets sent off in the 54th minute. Ocampos has to get stretched off. He's in tears. As we know, they have a big game coming up against Barcelona, Copa del Rey. Let's say he's going to miss that. 
looks like he's going to miss the clash against, uh, uh, I believe it's Chelsea, right? In the Champions League? Chelsea. So, uh, I don't know. I just feel bad for them. Yeah, but, he was uh, in good form. He was, he was also in good form. So, mm-hmm. you know, he he's one of the big players that they need in right. the attack. So, right. you know, him being out, that actually helps Barca a little bit. Right. Because we're busted. So, we, we, we need him. We need him out. But hey, it is what it is. And he actually scored a goal in the first half that got disallowed by a handball. And, uh, yeah, after that, you know, obviously he gets hurt. And then our boy comes in for him, though. Mr. Papu Gomez. <laughs> Papu Papu. Big boy Papu. Man, yeah. I love that. I love that name. <laughs> still can't still can't get over that name, but that is a fantastic name. Yeah, so uh but he gets he gets, you know, subbed in and right as that's happening, man, <laughs> the craziest thing happens. Um the uh, Hetafe and Sevilla coach, so Jose Bordalas and Lopitegui get sent off for an exchange of words. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty it was a pretty heated exchange of words, man, and uh they both got sent off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, hey, I mean that. It is what it is. I mean, if they, if you're arguing with the fourth, they are. Come on, then you you deserve to be sent right. off for that. But that's just funny because <laughs> both your, both the managers get sent off. That's funny as right. And basically, what happened was, um, Lopetegui goes up and you know he's obviously checking on Luke, on Ocampos, and uh, last comes in and uh, you know he wants to check up on the player as well, and Lopetegui just loses it, man. He's like. You know, throwing his hands at, not throwing hands, but he's like, you know, waving at, at Bordas to like get away, basically telling them that it's it's all your fault. When obviously it isn't, you know, it's this player who, you know, accident. I wouldn't say accidentally, it looked, it looked pretty, it looked pretty brutal, but, you know, stomps on his ankle. And then, you know, like I said earlier, they got, they got pretty heated. <laughs> I mean, hey, if, if, you know, if someone hurts my, one of our players, you know, yeah, it's, of course it's going to be heated. Right. But, you know, at the same time, you gotta like, you know, he obviously didn't mean to do it, but right. you know, it stuff happens in football that you can't control, and you know, you gotta just keep going with the flow on that. So, right. Christian, you can continue. All right, buddy. So uh, after that, Munir ends up our boy Munir, former Barcelona player, ends up uh, ends up scoring a goal. Uh, Juan Jordan actually had a great game. He uh, he plays a ball over top to him, right in his path. Uh, Munir, you know, on his stride, taps it in with his left foot, far post, great goal. Um, after that, you know, in the 87th minute, Papu Gomez on his debut ends up scoring, and he scores a he scores a banger, man, from outside the 18. That's back. Bordan finds him as well, takes a touch, hits it with his left foot, deflects off a player, but it's 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 a great shot, and it ends up going in. Um, and then right before the uh, right before the game ended, our other boy in the city, who's in great form, he's one of the players that's uh, that's fighting for El Pichichi in La Liga. Um, ends up going over with the goalie, goes around him, easy tap in, hmm. game ends 3-0, and uh, yeah, the next game is against Barcelona in the Copa de Rey semifinal, first leg. It's going to be interesting, it's going to be interesting to see how they feel, and then we get to the big game, biggest game in the Liga that happened, which is once again a Barcelona game, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but goddamn, that game was impressive, once yeah. again, up once again from Barca, 3-2 victory, it was just a fantastic like another comeback victory again that you know we had to pull out it was a tough game throughout the whole game down one nil in the 40th minute was it 40 minute 40 minute right uh, 38th minute 38th yeah. minute 30 40 minute mm-hmm. that i don't know what was going on Ugh, but they again, caught us on the counter uh, but you know that's just you know it's just how barca always gets scored counters and free kicks it's the same thing over and over again but we're down one nil at halftime um then we score 
in the what was in it? the we scored in the 59th minute. And what's crazy too is that this is a game that Coleman you know goes into it thinking, all right, let me rest some starters. You know, we just had a tough game in, in Copa del Rey. Uh, let me go ahead and rest them for the you know the big one against Sevilla. So we start De Jong, Messi, and Pedri on the bench. Um, De Jong has to come in in the 11th minute for Araujo, who has, in my opinion, been our most consistent center back this season. And unfortunately, he's out with an ankle sprain. Um, he's set to miss the first leg against Sevilla and, and the uh, the clash against PSG as well. But um, but yeah, Messi gets subbed in. Um, literally within two minutes of being on the field, he scores a banger with the left foot near post. Mm-hmm. Um, what I liked as well was Dembele's ability to get by Guardado. Mm-hmm. You know, silky smooth, finds Messi, perfect ball at his feet, takes a touch, an extra touch to get out of his feet. Boom, left strike, mm-hmm. bottom right corner. It was a great goal. Yeah, it was beautiful. As you know, Dembele has been you know he's been good for him lately. Mm-hmm. When he faced um, you know Granada, uh, Granada in the Copa del Rey, it was um, he played well as a sub, came on, and um, once again he played well this weekend and. Yeah. Um, Coleman makes some very good. Coleman, that's one thing I like. Coleman, Coleman makes actual good subs that right. impact the game. Right. Because both of the goal scorers that essentially won the game came on the subs with Messi and Trincao scoring an absolute screamer in the 87th minute. That was exactly. a beautiful, right. like beautiful strike from Trincao. And before we get to that too, do you remember <laughs> Griezmann's miss? That luckily <laughs> Victor Ruiz <laughs> ends up putting into the back of his own net. Oh yeah, my that, gosh. That, that was the funniest miss. He got lucky that he um. Oh, he got bailed out by him. Yeah, he got super lucky. Like he waft, he whiffed the entire ball. Like yeah. it, like he went. Shoo. It's funny because he like hits it with his left foot, hits the back of his right calf, and it goes behind them. Victor Ruiz is just unluckily standing there, hits off both of his legs, goes in, and Victor Ruiz, you know, he ends up tying the game as well. So, um, Betis is down two one at this point. Uh, Busquets makes a. Makes a challenge on Fekir at the edge of the box. Fekir plays a perfect ball in. You know, the whole Barca defense are just flat-footed. No one jumps for the yeah. ball. Victor Deriz towers over Busquets, heads it in. So you're thinking, okay, well, at least he got the goal to tie it up, right? Mm. Unfortunately, it gets worse for Victor Deriz. In the third goal, Messi puts a ball over top of De Jong. Um, a defender clears it out, falls to Victor Deriz's feet, and he's just caught ball-watching. Ball, he literally he just... easy just cleared it, and he didn't. He... He sees the ball come to him. Trincao is smart enough to not give up on the play. Gets in front of him. Takes a touch. Left-footed strike. Kisses off the crossbar. Goes in. And I'm happy for him, man. Finally gets a score his first Barcelona goal. Exactly. Fantastic. You know, he, he did well also against Granada in the, yeah. Super, in the Copa del Rey. You know, he did well. He's been playing. A lot of the... I like about this current Barca team. A lot of the players, they're youngsters, but they're also getting experience. Exactly. Pedri, play, Pedri played the whole game. He did well in center mid. Uh, Ricky Pooj, big boy Ricky Pooj, mm-hmm. playing the game. He did well as well. Um, but yeah, I like how Komen was able to make those adjustments in that critical time because Barca needed that adjustment so they can get going. Right, I agree. And, I, and, it, and honestly, if you watch the Barcelona games, um, beginning of the season, you know, Messi was walking around, this and that. It looks like the players didn't really have much, much confidence in Komen, but I think ever since the, you know, 2021 has has began. Um, you definitely see a difference, a different Barcelona side. They seem a lot more united, a lot more, a lot more hungrier to win games and you know just to keep fighting for trophies. Obviously, it's a rebuilding year, but things are looking good for Barcelona right now. Looking fantastic, and they got Sevilla coming up this week in the Copa del Rey. 
and they have Alaves this weekend. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, focus on the big game. Obviously, we got focus on the biggest game, which is Sevilla versus Barcelona in the Copa del Rey. But at least they get to rest players in the weekend and rest up for the Champions League. That is in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. So that is it for the Liga. Now we're switching over to... Oh, one more match. Forgot. Forgot. I forgot that match that happened late last night. I forgot the match yesterday, Aaron. I forgot about your boy Luis Suarez scoring scoring a double. (laughs) My man. So, Atletico Madrid versus Celta Viga ended Mm 2-2. It was a very interesting game. Yeah. Like, I was not expecting... I was expecting Atletico Madrid to obviously dominate because top of the tier, top of the table, two games at hand. Um, Celta Viga, they they play well. The first goal was very nice. Um, from Santi Mina, Santi Mina. Mm-hmm. very nice goal. Um, nice, you know, headed cross. They have a very nice build-up play from um, their right back. Oh yeah, so Hugo Mayo ends up playing a good ball in for uh, Santi Mina. Heads it in the thirteenth minute, and I like to call this the game of the tap-ins, game yeah. of the FIFA goals. <laughs> Literally, that was the every single goal was essentially a tap-in, and um, it was crazy because you know Luis Suarez's first goal was. Pretty much just happened. Well, it was just that. It was yeah. literally a tap-in from... Both of his. <laughs> both of his goals were tap-ins. But um, the first, first goal, um, it was really nice. Nice build of play from um, their midfield. Went into the right right wing. Nice driven cross, ball across. Luis Suarez, simple tap-in. Right. And same with their... Literally, same with their second goal from um, René Lori from mm-hmm. the left-back spot. Making that overlap and run. Um, nice ball from Saul. That was Condobia. Condobia. Yeah. But Saul bit, bit up the play. Oh, yeah. Saul, Saul got around two defenders and gave him Condobia that ball. And then Condobia played that over the top through yeah. ball through two Roy Moyens, Luis Suarez, with a simple, once again, tap in. Tap in. Again. Can we talk about Condobia for a second? Yeah, go ahead. I like him a lot. He's nice. I think he's good. He's Obviously, a good player. He was at Valencia previously. I think, you know, that was a good decision by Atletico Madrid. He's a very similar player, kind of like Thomas Partey. So obviously, he went to Arsenal. They ended up getting Condobia, and uh, I think he played a great game. Um, I'm surprised they said sorry, Marcus Lorente. They sorry, Marcus Lorente. He did. He's actually the one that uh, assisted uh, Suarez's first goal. Oh really? And they have a good. They've been playing well together as well. You know, yeah. Joffrey Lex. Llorente's been. I didn't tell. I, I I didn't really watch the entire game because I was busy doing homework and stuff. But <laughs> you know, I saw. I didn't see the lineups or anything like that. I just saw the goals and the highlights. But you know, um, yeah. I mean, obviously they played well. Um, and then the last goal, um, for. Uh, Santa Viga was yeah that came in the 89th minute man the last when, minute when you look when it, when it was looking like Atletico Madrid was gonna run, run away with this one uh, Facundo Ferreira the two Argentines actually combined for the uh, for the for the goal uh, Augusto Solari plays a plays a pass across the box and now they're tapping it goes by O Black he can't he can't get to it in time and then Facundo Ferreira just right there to easily tap it in you know right before the right before the right yeah. before the game ended ended uh. 2-2. So. Yeah, but that was a very, very good game for Barca, for everyone chasing for top of the Liga. Right. Because I think if Atletico Madrid, you know, they're dropping points, you know, they sh- probably should have won this game. But Yeah, and you that's, know. you know, and, and I think that'll happen as well. Um, I don't know how much Atletico is going to drop points, but, you know, they've got important games. Obviously, don't play in the Copa del Rey, but they got, uh, you know, Champions League. Everyone has Champions League and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they drop points, and uh, we'll see if Madrid and, uh, and Barca can close that gap between them and hopefully they'll make the league a bit more interesting this gonna be, it's gonna be interesting interesting run so switching topics now cause I totally jumped the gun on the last one so now we're officially switching we're switching topics okay now, now we're going switch. now we're going to the Prem and the first game we're gonna be talking about is Man United versus Everton and the 3-3 what a crazy game Man United 
what was going on? What is the, up with you guys? Their defense was, and David De Gea, what are you doing? They were up oh, two nil goodness. at half, but that's also the worst. You know, the dan- the most dangerous scoreline being up by two goals, and this game proves it to us, man. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, they had nice goals. Um, mm-hmm. Cavani's first goal was very nice, typical Cavani esque. Yeah. Um, Bruno Fernandez's banger oh, yes. out of nowhere, literally wide. That's one thing that confused me. In both of the goals, they were exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The left back or center mid didn't press the person that was crossing the ball in mm-hmm. or taking the shot. Correct. They were just ball watching. Mm-hmm. They were just standing there, just looking. I'm like, dude, you you've been taught to always press up, always you know get your back line up right. so you can you know you know might have an offside or you know just exactly. press the press the press the attacker. And both of the goals were the same way. Yeah, it looks like on both of the goals. The Everton defense are just sitting, literally sitting in their box, waiting for a ball to get crossed in or something. And that's literally what happened in the first goal. Rashford plays a perfect ball to Cavani. Easy header for Cavani. Goes between uh, the goalkeeper's legs. And then, like you said, the second goal, Bruno Fernandes, banger. Uh, Tom Davies was the closest person to him. It's like, bro. And honestly, he was like five yards away. Bruno Fernandes fakes a shot, and he jumps for it, like as if he's going to block it. And literally, Bruno Fernandes looked like it was so simple, so easy, just so nonchalant. Cuts back to his right, literally just hits it far post. He has it hits it with his instep a bit, dips right under the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Great goal. Yeah, it was fantastic. But still, like you're taught, you're taught to press up. You know, press up. You know, how do you get calling that fake shot? You know, Fernandez. Yes, he can score from there, but you know he's predominantly right footed. Right. So you know, okay, he's probably gonna if he's on his left foot, he's probably gonna swing it across. But if he's on his right foot, yeah, he's gonna shoot. But still, you're still taught to press out. Yeah, you're 10, what, 10 yards? What, a 10 yard sprint? You know, it's not that far a gap. You gotta right. cl- always close them out. Exactly. Always close out. At least put some pressure on them, you know? Yeah. Force them back or force them wide or something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, and then Everton scored one back. Decore, De Gea. De Gea. <laughs> my man had a terrible day. <laughs> he, oh my goodness, that first goal was, that, that was kind of. It was bad. so easy. That was too easy. Yeah, it, was, it was too easy yeah. for. Praise quality, at least. Yeah, it was a good link-up play between Davis and um, Dominic Cavalier. Plays him a good through ball. Uh, he cuts in front of uh, Harry Maguire, goes towards the byline. He doesn't even shoot towards goal. He plays the ball across, trying to find uh, Decore. It was so soft. Obviously, it was hard for De Gea to get it, but the fact that De Gea and Luke Shaw did not have the awareness or had no clue where Decore was at allowed Decore just to easily tap it in the back of the net. Like De Gea also had he also had two hands on it. He had two hands on the ball. And he drops it. Right. He literally parry instead of catching it, like just catching, going down on the ground. He parries it directly to the core, right? directly right. to him, and he just easy tap it. Right. Like, come on, man! You, you're supposed to be renowned as the best prem goalkeeper, and you know you do that mistake in front of the goal. You know. Right. And it, you know he's one of the best, not just one of the best in the prem, or at least supposed to be one of the best in the prem, but also one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Those are just little little mistakes that obviously will will hurt you in the long run just like it did in this game but the next goal was honestly my favorite mm-hmm. i love it james rodriguez uh the core was influential in this goal as well he gets uh he gets a ball towards the, towards the edge of the box he uh he finds james james is a perfect one touch and he just strikes it to the bottom right corner james james at home James, James played. That goal was fantastic. He's in good. He's he's been playing well for Everton. Mm-hmm, he's yeah. been he's been doing well ever since he got to Everton. He's been doing well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also important. Well, you know, obviously Ancelotti loves him. He he's the one who uh, 
who was his coach at first when he was at Madrid together. He's the one that got him to come to Everton. When he first came there, we're like, what the hell is he doing going to Everton, you know? But Everton's playing playing all right, and, you know, they're fighting, trying to get into that top four so that they can make Europe or something, so. Yeah, so, um, you know, they, you know, um, yeah, that second goal was fantastic. Ducor- I thought that, I thought Hamas was not, wasn't going to go to control, but his first touch really helped him out on that. Oh, yeah. Like, that was that looked high. Right. Like, it looked high, but Hamas' first touch really helped him on that. Yeah, it was Jim. like a, it was like a knee level, and mm-hmm. he, got, he was able to get his foot up there, get a fir- perfect first touch to get it out of his feet, and just, you know, put it away. Yeah, it was really nice. And then Manchester United scored a third with a really, really soft... That was so soft. So soft. The keeper slipped. Yes, yeah. we can say the keeper slipped on that, but, oh my God, that was a very... That was so soft of a header. Yeah, he couldn't... Uh, so, uh, Luke Shaw plays a ball in into the box from a set piece. Uh, Scott McTominay heads it back, and it's going far post, and the goalie just basically slips, couldn't get his feet right, and he literally was about a couple inches away from making an easy save. And it goes in. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh my! I was, I looked at the replay. I looked at the replay like two, three, five times, right. and I was like, that is one of the softest headers I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It was like a slight dink off the top of his head, right. and it just ends up in the bottom corner. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, I remember thinking, how it was going towards goal, and I was like, okay, easy save. And it went in. I was like, how the hell did I go in? And then you watch the replay, you see the goalie slip. It's like, oh, that's so unlucky for them. Uh, but yeah. Luckily for for Everton, they end up coming back and tying it in the ninety fifth minute. Ninety fifth minute, crazy. Right. That was a good ball from. Uh, uh, Digne plays it in. Digne, yeah. yeah. And then I don't know what De Gea was doing or why he didn't assert himself yeah, in that situation. Yeah. It's like, bro, you're the you know you're the goalkeeper. When there's a ball in the box, you're the biggest presence. So you got to make yourself big. And he comes in super soft. Doesn't even go down or anything. He kind of trots towards Dominic Cavalluan. You know, Cavalluan does everything he can to get a toe on it, push it far post, and De Gea is just kind of there like, uh, what am I doing? Yeah, but that was a good, that was a nice control by Dominic Cavalluan, right off the chest, mm-hmm. right off the chest and banging. That's right. a typical, that was a typical striker finish, but De Gea, you're like standing narrow. Right. You're standing like with your feet, like not even wide. And I know you're known, like he's known for his feet saves. Right. So it's like, you know, you're, my man is standing right in front of you. You know he can't, his hips are like stationary. Right. So you know he can't go, you know, far post or near post. He's going to put it right next to your feet. And you just let it skip by. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Super soft. It was very soft. And they dropped points there. Because, mm-hmm. man, you know, you got to, in those games, you have to be able to get points. Because Man City is playing their best football. And you can't be dropping points. You can't be getting behind yeah. any of, you know... The bit, any of the leaders, you're in second place, and you know Leicester's right behind you, Liverpool's right. behind you. You can't be dropping points when you're that close to the title. You can't just drop the ball. Yeah. You gotta capitalize. And yes, Everton's a good team, but you know you gotta capitalize. That's a game that they could have won if they just held on. You know? Exactly. Just that last play, and it's like those little mental slips that we've seen not just happen with Man U, but so many big teams that you know ends up making uh, um, you know the Prem or any other leagues interesting, but. It's just got to be better for them. I mean, hey, we're Barca fans. We know what these mental oh, slips. Oh, my gosh. We, we, set pieces. <laughs> set pieces. Literally against Betis. Literally against Garanda and the freaking uh, Copa del Rey. We, we, we know what it's like to have those mental slips. Yeah. But... It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not <laughs> the best. But Man United, they... You got to step it up. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You have De Gea, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Even though, yes, their attacking prowess was good in that game, their defense is, oh, is going to be suspect. You know, yeah. you got you to gotta step it up. You can't, you know... 
allow leads like that slip away like that. Correct. All right. Now to the biggest game that we think happened this weekend, which was obviously the Liverpool Manchester City game, Pep versus Klopp, Mane, Salah, Firmino, Mares, Sterling, uh, Bernardo Silva, all these big names. Phil Foden. What a game. My man. Phil Foden. Yo, what a yo, player. Yo, oh I think gosh. he's the... So we're starting a new segment called Players to Watch. I think Phil Foden is the player to watch. Oh, for sure. For in the future. In the future, in a couple years, you're going to see Phil Foden on everything. He's going to be a big player to watch. 20 years old, right winger, plays the center forward. Brilliant player. Yeah, he's one of those players that can literally play anywhere. He can play out wide, play in the midfield, play as that false nine role. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, why isn't Gabriel Jesus playing, knowing that <laughs> Liverpool's playing with two yeah. center mids at center back, which are Henderson and Fabinho. Um, but he got the job done, man. He had a hell of a game. What a hell of a um, And can we also talk about Gundogan for a second? <laughs> he has, in his last 11 games as a midfielder, he's, he has scored, scored nine goals, which is crazy. And also, on top of that, this is Man City's first win at Anfield since 03, and this is Pep's first win at, at Anfield. And, yeah, I just can't stop talking about Gundogan and Phil Foden. They're just yeah. in really great form, playing some great football. Um, and also one of the topics that we should talk about, and then we will get to it, but what is our boy Allison doing? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so this week is the... In the prem, it was the mistakes of the keepers. Mistakes of the goalkeepers. <laughs> mistakes man. of the goalkeepers. You know, that's one of the big things that we're going to be talking about. But let's get right into it. So, first half wasn't really that entertaining. Yeah, wasn't. Not much happened. Um, Man City were pressing. Didn't really look like they didn't really risk too much. Liverpool had a few chances. Mane had a clear header that went over the bar in the first half, which, you know, obviously could have switched things up a bit in terms of how the game went. But, um,. Gundogan missed a PK. Um, Sterling had a great run, cuts in. He kept going by. He kept going at Trent that game, and he kept exposing him. Yeah, on that penalty uh, specifically, what the hell was Trent doing? My, my man was standing like he was going to go out wide. Mm-hmm. Literally, Raheem Sterling just took him in. Like he doesn't even do a move and just takes him in on that first step. And Trent just stands there, and then that causes obviously Fabinho to slide. And Raheem Sterling does a step over, gets around him, and obviously trips him. Right. But that penalty could have been avoided if Trent just had, you know, contained him. Right. Instead of just standing there and just letting him press at him. And also, Thiago was right there. So when Fabinho made yeah. that trip, Thiago could have just taken that ball away from him. Yeah. So that PK could have been avoided entirely. But still, that was a terrible miss right going to be done. That was right. a bad miss. Yeah. I, thought, I thought, as soon as I... He missed that penalty. I was like, oh my God, Man City is going to be one of those games for mm-hmm. Man City. Mm-hmm. I was like, Man City is going to miss all those goals and all that stuff. And I don't know. I thought the same thing too. I was like, ah, it's one of those games. It's not going to look too good for, for Man City. Just because they hadn't really created much up until then. Um, and Liverpool had a you know a few dangerous chances. Um, I don't know if you saw Gundogan's tweet after the game. But this was the same day that, you know, it was Super, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> and, um, and Gundogan had a tweet saying something about how, you know... I heard that when it goes over, that's three points. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, my man, my man should sign up to be a kick for the Kansas City Chiefs or Patriots. God knows that the Chiefs needed it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the Chiefs needed him, but that's for another topic. But anyways, um, anyways, uh, yeah, you know, Liverpool had more possession in this game. They had like fifty-five percent of forty-five, which is unusual for Man City to have less possession than any teams really. But right. um, yeah, Liverpool in that first half, Liverpool dominated. 
um, possession-wise. And then the second half came and immediately they yeah. scored off the bat right. with Gundogan with a tap-in off of... Um, uh, again, attacking that left side, Raheem, uh, Raheem Sterling going against Trent Alexander-Arnold with an easy, mm-hmm. you know, not really doing anything special. Trent just standing there and yeah. just gets by him easy. Yeah, Trent didn't hasn't been playing well, and I think we touched on that last episode as well. How he's just really not in good form. I think him and Robertson aren't—they're probably just tired or something. I don't know, but they're not the same type of players that we've seen in the past. Um, but yeah, anyways, like you said, Sterling, you know, goes by him, passes it to Foden. Foden shoots it towards Allison. Allison saves it, but you know he lets it slip. Good guns right there. Easy tap in one nil. Yeah, that was you know, and we're like, oh, game on, game mm-hmm. on. And then next thing you know, Ruben Diaz had a terrible waft of the ball. Mausala carries it. To be honest, I don't, I don't think that was a pen. I Soft. think Sala Sala definitely fabricated that to the point where it was like. Okay, that's not a pen. Right. Like he, yes, he grabbed him on the arm a little bit, but Salah really much. he exaggerated yeah. that so much. It was just like, oh, but yeah, that was a really crappy pen. It could have been debatable. I thought VAR should over. To be honest, in my personal opinion, I think VAR should overturned it. Yeah. Um, I I can see that, but I think there was enough to call it a pen. Obviously, you know, you're a striker, so. You might think differently. Not all strikers do this because, you know, if that was Messi out there, he definitely would have tried to shrug them off and shot it. But there are a lot of strikers out there that as soon as they get that contact, they'd rather just, you know, dive and take that easy pen just because they know that there was contact and that the ref is going to call it. So it was definitely soft. Um, it wasn't a red, which is good because there was, you know, they were saying, well, he wasn't trying to play the ball, yada, yada. But again, you know, it wasn't a red. Ruben Diaz got a yellow card. But what was also interesting was Ruben Diaz could have easily got rid of that ball. He could have kicked it out wide, out for a throw or something. He tries to back heel it towards uh, Zinchenko, who was out of position, ends up whiffing it, like you said, and then Salah gets the better of him, gets his, gets his positioning right, cuts in front of him, and then Ruben Diaz just holds him slightly. But Yeah, but as a ref, I wouldn't have, call, I would have called it. I would have just you know, let it play on because obviously – during the entire game, Mohamed Salah was play, definitely exaggerating majority of the fouls that yeah. he was grabbing and all that stuff. He was like, you can hear him yelling in the stands and, you know, it was, you know, if that's how you're going to call that, you know, then call it every time he exaggerates, why don't you call it that every single time? But obviously, um, obviously, Mo Salah uh, scored the penalty 1-1. Um, to be honest, that was a soft penalty. I think the portion of, you know, they shouldn't have allowed it, but we carry on with the game. Right. So Allison Becker probably had one of the worst games of his career at Liverpool in this game. And yeah. that second goal that Man City scored, like, what are you doing? Yeah, the ball comes to him. So before that, he's he's getting pressed by, I, I don't know if it's Foden. No, it wasn't Foden. I think Mars? It, was, it might have been Mars. Yeah, someone, someone's pressing him and he ends up getting, getting it away, right? Gives it to Fabinho. Fabinho clears it. And then it goes straight to a Man City player. And then it's like, it's still like, no one really has control of the ball yet. And it somehow falls back to, to Fabinho. He plays it back to Allison. And then Allison, bro, what are you doing? He plays it to the, to the left flank. He thinks Robertson's there, but Foden is literally right in front of him. Plays it to his feet. And then Foden just, um, you know, starts dribbling, takes on Henderson, gets by him easily. Literally with ease. 
Like literally, the, the defenders they went like this. Yeah, like they, they had their hands, hands back. Yeah. Like they did not touch him. Like they were just like he got by two defenders. It was Robinson and right. Robinson and Henderson that were right there. Split by them so easily. I was right. like, you didn't even put a body on him. You just right. let him get by it, and he just drifts across. Drifts across. Right. He jumps across him, and he uh, he plays the ball towards Gundogan, and Gundogan almost misses. He hits it. Um, it should have been an easy tap, and he's like on the three yard line, right? He hits it or taps it in. Um, kisses the inside of the crossbar, goes down. It's funny because as soon as as soon as it comes off Gunnar's foot, you see him go up, look up, and his like heart almost skips a beat. He's like, "Oh crap, I missed!" And but luckily the crossbar there goes in. Uh, two one, uh, two one. Uh, what's it called? Man City. Man City at this point, and Gunnar has his brace already. Great form as well. Um, and then literally less than five minutes, I think it was like three minutes. Allison gives the ball away. And Again, same like literally looks like the same exact play as the first one. Right. Gives it away to the you know left wing. Gives it to Bernardo Silva. Bernardo yeah. Silva. Bernardo Silva dribbles, chips it across Robinson with a simple diving header right. tap in, and you're like, you know, what what are you doing? Right. Like you literally that game that those two goals could have been completely nullified if it you could have been avoided. Yeah, if you just you know gave better passes out of the back. And you know like the way that Klopp and and. And Pep play and some of the other you know bigger clubs out there they want to play out the back. But again, like we always say, there's a time and place for that. Allison, you literally just give the ball away, and he's trying to pass it to a player when they're crammed on like the little side of this field. It's like, bro, there's nothing there for you to pass it to. Just kick it out, you know, kick it towards the midfield. You know, have uh, have uh, Firmino, Mane, or Salah try to get one of those balls, and if and if they don't, you know, press your line forward and then regroup while Man City gets the ball. But no, he ends up passing it straight to Bernardo Silva. And, you know, with the attacking forces that Man City has, they're going to take advantage of that all day. Exactly. Day. Exactly. You're not going to, they're not going to miss. Like, if you give them an easy chance like that, you're, they're not going to miss. They're not going to forgive you. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to pay. But the last goal, Phil Foden, oof, that was a banger. Even though the one, even though it wasn't really placed, Allison right. was literally on the ground. That was a straight screamer of a shot. All power. That was all power. That wasn't yeah. even, you know, placement. That was just, get. Can I, let me get this on my so he's coming from the left wing. Let me get it on my left, and then just bang it. Yeah, he was he was going at Robertson. He cuts <clears throat> in. What's up with Robertson and Trent, bro? I have no idea what's going on with them. They're like playing out of sync. You know, I don't know. I don't know if Klopp's doing something in the training ground. I don't know if it's with the club or something like that. But they're not playing the way we saw them win the Prem and the Champions League. Yeah, they're not playing at the level that they should be playing at. Right. And it's just it's a lack of confidence in my opinion, but I mean, to be honest, if I mean they haven't really you know, they beat Tottenham and they beat West Ham. Yeah. Yes, they won those two games, but other than that, they've those were the only two games they've won in the past what, five, six games? Yeah, it hasn't been looking good for them. And they face what they face a hard Leicester team this weekend and they face Everton next weekend and yeah. you, you know, you're not. It's not getting easier for him. You're not gonna get an easy schedule, and Champions League's coming up, so you you're not gonna get an easy schedule. Yeah. Like you're gonna be facing the top teams. So Man City and Liverpool, they're gonna fix something because your left back, your right back. Because the way Liverpool plays, they mainly play with their backs. Yeah. They play they play Salah and Mane. <clears throat> they cut in and they have the overlapping runs come from Trent and Robertson. We haven't been seeing that a whole lot in these recent weeks against these big clubs. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see them play against, you know, some of the best teams in Europe. Right. Like, imagine if they face a Bayern. Imagine if they face a PSG. What, like, what are they going to do? Hey, man, they got to get past Barcelona first. Hold on. 
or Barca, or if they <laughs> face hell, I think Barca could be BSG, could be the Liverpool. way they're playing now. Yeah, the way Barcelona is playing now, Barca could be P- to be could beat Liverpool or PSG. Yeah, and I think what's affecting as well, at least in the game plan of what Klopp is doing, is you know you don't have uh, Van Dyke back there, or at least consistent center backs because they're all hurt. So you've got two center mids playing your center back position. So I think that's also affecting them going up wide or going up the flanks. But even though they. Even though yes, they just signed um Kabak from mm-hmm. uh, where did he play? He played Schalke. Schalke, yeah, he played at Schalke. Um, even though you just signed him, he's new. Um, a majority of the center backs are young, so it's you know gonna be hard for them. And either way, you know Schalke hasn't been playing well. They're like in relegation zone in the Bundesliga as well. So it's not a massive signing, but I mean you gotta give them time to get in there, I guess. But when do you put them in? You know, like you said, they've got Leicester and Everton coming up. Like when do you put those guys in? to give them a test when you've got these big games coming up that you can't afford to lose points. Because at how it looks now, they're going to be fighting for top four. And imagine if they don't make it to top four, you know? Imagine them being out of the Champions League or Europe, you know, in general. That's that it won't be good that, for them. That's going to be crazy because, um, yeah, Tottenham's in good form. Chelsea's doing good again. Um, Leicester, they're playing well. Um, yeah, so we're going to see how Liverpool plays out. And, you know... You know, they got to fix some stuff. Klopp's got to fix some stuff. Yeah. All right. Now we're on to the next Prem game, which is Wolves versus Leicester. And it's 0-0. Yeah. Um, Leicester should have won that game. I think Leicester should have won that game. Uh, yeah. I think Wolves did a good job, though. Um, I think Wolves had most of the clear-cut chances. Uh, I know Ruben Neves and Moutinho had, like, I think Ruben Neves had two shots and Moutinho had one that literally all of them went over the bar. If they just would have placed those on target, at least to a corner, those probably would have gone in. But... Defensively, Wolves did good as well because uh, uh, when it looked like a, a lesser city had a clear chance, they were always making a tackle at the last second. You know, it was like always like a last ditch effort to to make sure you make that save. And Casper Fabregas had a good game. He made that clear, that really good save against mm-hmm. Oh Casper, yeah, against uh, uh, yeah, Silva. Yeah, yeah. Against, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like, a really uh, good save. Yeah, that was yeah. that was. I thought, to be honest, it looked like it was still going wide, but that was a really good save by him um, off of off a free kick. Yeah, off, the ball set piece. Yeah, off of set piece. The ball towards him somehow. Um, one thing with the goalie, he should have put it away, in my opinion. But he you can't. Been. But you can't knock the goalie. You know, he's doing his job. Makes a good save. Yeah, that was a really good save. And then Vardy missed an oh. easy one at the end. And Vardy just came back from getting surgery, though. So you know, you give him a little slack for that. But at his quality, you expect him to score that. Yeah, easily. You got to put that away. That was like 90, 92nd minute, I believe. Yeah, it was at the end of the game. Um, but they should have definitely, definitely scored that. And I, personally, I think Leicester had more chances and they dominated the game more yeah. than Wolves. And they dropped, yes, they dropped points, but they're still in, you know, you know, still in third place. At least it wasn't a loss. If it was a loss, they would have definitely yeah. been harsh. But they're still in third place. Um, still doing well. They have Liverpool at the weekend, so... That's gonna be yeah. a very. Good, that's gonna yeah. be an amazing game. It's gonna and it's. I think it's in the morning, so it's like early, early morning. I think it's at seven thirty. Uh, we're gonna have to wake up early. We're gonna have to wake up early. We're gonna have to watch it, but no snooze. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> wake up at like seven, seven thirty. Get ready, and we'll be ready. All right. Next game: Tottenham beating Brighton. Oh, job. West Brom. West Brom. My bad. My bad. It's okay. West Brom. I can't read Christian's handwriting because it's sloppy. But no, it's not. It's a little bit sloppy. But no, they beat West Brom. I know they beat West Brom. It's it was two nil. It was two nil. Harry Kane back on the score sheet. Love yeah. to see it. Harry Kane back from two games of being um, on the sidelines. 
Uh, scores in the 54th minute. Uh, great pass from Hoiberg to actually, you know, right into his path. Gets a good touch out of his feet. Um, into that far post. Great goal. That was fantastic. And, uh, and then Sun mm-hmm. with the counter. Mm-hmm. Counter-attack roll. Typical Jose Mourinho style counter-attack goal. Great um, run by Lucas Mora. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I don't know why they don't start Lucas Mora more yeah. often, but um, he did well. Sun got to see. Sun and came back in. Back in stride, they need him because man, they got this weekend. They have Manchester City, Allah. and that is going to be a game to watch because Tottenham, you know, Tottenham can upset them if they get Man City on a couple counters. You never know what's going to happen. You know, everyone talks about the the Klopp and uh, and the Pep rivalry, but it, this is like the the throwback of the Mourinho Pep rivalry. So there's still some fuel there. Hopefully, uh, oh, there's obviously gonna, there's obviously a rivalry still there. <laughs> they're still obviously there. they still hate each other. Yeah. I mean, hey, remember the Madrid Barca days? Oh my God, that the best, the best, the best of the classico days. A little that. bit too aggressive, but we love seeing that. Yep. I mean, hey, it's insane. It's insane. It is a crazy, crazy. It's gonna be a crazy game. I'm gonna love it. Next up, Chelsea beating Sheffield two one. Um, gotta see Chelsea back in form, winning games. Um, they're in six right now, so they're doing well. Um, you know, Chris, want to tell him what happened? Yeah, so Mason Mount scored in the 46th minute. Um, Timo Werner got the assist. And then, unfortunately, not much after that, Rudiger <laughs> has an own goal. Um, terrible communication between him and Mendy. Uh, Rudiger gets the ball at his feet. He's looking to pass it back towards Mendy. Mendy comes out to scoop it up, and it literally just goes right by him. No communication. Again, we talked about this last week against... Uh, for the Juventus Inter game, just needs to be better communication. It's an empty field. You can hear everything. Exactly. Everything. Exactly. You can, you know, mess that up. And then Jorginho scoring a penalty. Split the, did he do his signature? He did the skip this thing. <laughs> he actually he scored did, right here. He did the skip. I mean, hey, he maybe scored with and without it. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, at least he did it because, you know, that's his thing. But, you know, it was, you know, typical that Chelsea, you know, back on top. You know, they're in top six now. Now it's all about getting that top four, cause that, mm-hmm. cause hey, Chelsea, they look that. I mean, hey, if they keep getting points against these easy teams, they might be back in the top four. Liverpool might be out. Yeah, three wins, one tie, so that's what ten points out of a possible twelve. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, I mean, those are your games that happened this weekend. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. We're gonna catch you guys on Thursday, most likely, because. We're going to be covering the games that happened during the week. And we're going to give you our predictions that happened at the end of the week. So be in tune for that. Thank you for listening to us. Christians, Christian, any final message you want to send them to the viewers? As always, KTP, baby. KTP, baby. See ya. Love y'all.